Hello, welcome to Tea Time with Marcella. Grab your favorite cup of tea or the beverage of your choice and join us as we dive into today's topic. Hello. Hey. I am so honored to have Elder Robert Wagner with us tonight. Hello, Elder Wagner. How are you? I'm doing well. Yourself? I am doing great. I am doing great. So excited about sharing with you tonight and talking with you about the servant's towel. Um, I was reading in John chapter 13 verses three through four of the Amplified Version where it says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had put everything into his hands and that he had come from God and was now returning to God, got up from supper, took off his outer robe and taking a servant's towel, he tied it around his waist. And then in verses 14 through 15, it says, So if I, the Lord and the teacher, washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet as well. For I gave you this as an example so that you should do in turn as I did to you. And I would really just like to get your input on the significance of the servant's towel. Uh, yeah, great question. Um, uh, famous passage of scripture where Jesus washes the disciples' feet, and just some uh, some background, if you will, on that particular um, setting um, as they were uh, entering into um, or walking in. Um, previously, in the book of Mark, they were talking about or discussing with, among themselves who would be the greatest in the kingdom of God, and uh, once they arrived at their location, Jesus asked, hey, what were you guys discussing, um, knowing everything and knowing all things? Uh, they were too embarrassed to even talk about <laughs> um, what it was. And I think, you know, even in the backdrop of him just giving uh, prophetically some humiliating news about himself and what was going to take place, here they are discussing who was going to be the greatest. And Jesus asked that question, and as a result of that, uh, the typical situation would be as they would enter into a home after walking on dusty, dirty roads, they would have a servant there to wash their feet. And they didn't have a servant in that place. They ate dinner. And after dinner, Jesus uh, began to um, take upon himself and, and begin to wash their feet. And I think it's interesting because a couple of things. One, washing in Scripture oftentimes is a biblical metaphor of spiritual cleansing that would take yeah. place and as they put their faith in Jesus and confess their sins and are, they are cleansed by him and they're united with him in eternal life. And I think that's one of the reasons why Peter has his uh, impulsive reaction as he always does, like, no, you're not going to wash my feet. You're not going to be a servant to me. And Jesus makes the statement and say, okay, don't just wash my feet and wash my entire body. Uh, but <laughs> the service that took place um, is a direct, contrast to the pride that the disciples had previously. Um, mm. Pride destroys unity. 
um, pride um, forfeits honor. Pride rejects, um, you know, God uh, because we put ourselves in the place of God. And I think it's important to to note that pride keeps people from obtaining the very honor that they seek, you know, oftentimes. And proud people, even those in ministry or those who are uh, battling for positions, they're they're fighting for titles and accolades wow. and affirmations and, and all that. Um, and so what he was trying to show is that the greatest of all of them, which is himself, he is God, if he could um, uh, get on his knees and begin to do something as simple as a servant wrapping himself with the servant's towel and begin to use that to wash their feet, how much more should we who are created beings um, exemplify and not only serve, but go to the point where we would go to the depths of something as unclean, low, and as unhaughty uh, and unfamiliar in the sense of like there's no prestige, there's no honor in this to do this on a regular basis. And I think that we have an opportunity on a regular basis to serve one another through benevolence and through gifting and giving and hospitality, yeah. serving the people who don't know Christ um, in edification and evangelism and, and witnessing to them and those who are in the body of Christ, building them up with the things of God, using our gifts and our talents to ensure that they can, can grow as well. And so uh, pride rejects honor or pride, um, uh, forfeits honor, pride destroys unity, it rejects the deity of God, but service um, builds unity um, because we're not shuffling and fighting for positions and who is greater, but how we all are equal in God. Um, it, it gives us honor because what we're seeking in, in being prideful, we get that because the greatest among, the, of, among us are the least of us. Um, and then oftentimes, and what ultimately it, it helps us to see God for who he is as God because we are low, lower than him, we're created beings. And if we are called to be um, his people, if Jesus could humble himself and serve, um, how much more should we humble ourselves and serve not only him, but also our brother? So in other words, I feel like um, the person who's serving is the greatest. Absolutely. Absolutely. He says it himself, you know, the, the least among you are, is the greatest. Um, and so um, it, it's in humbling ourselves. It's in reducing ourselves from trying to be greater. You know, when we're looking and seeking and uh, trying to get accolades, rewards, uh, affirmations from man, uh, he tells us in Matthew 6 that that is your reward. <laughs> um, it's when we're looking to get those things in the eyes of man, that's the reward. But our greater reward is from God when we do things uh, in secret, when we do things hum uh, humbly, uh, when we do things um, as the least of them. I love that. I love it. Because, you know, so many times we don't want to serve. We don't want to take the, the lowest job and we don't see the significance in it. But I would like to encourage everyone that is listening in that there is um, something to be said for humility. <laughs> there's something to be said for those who want to serve someone else you know your gift makes room for you Absolutely. so I just want to thank you so much for coming and uh, sharing that with us I, I really learned something about the haughtiness and the humility 
tonight. And the, and the greatest example of that um, that Jesus gives us even in, in Scripture in that passage in Mark is he tells us about the children. They have not they have not earned anything. They have not achieved no power. And he says, you know, taking the child, he set him before them and him into their own. Says, whoever receives one child uh, like this in my name receives me. And so the greatest example of humility is a child because they haven't achieved anything. They have no power. They have no say. Um, and so we want to be just like children. And their faith is so wonderful. You know, a child's faith is really great. They they are so trusting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very dependent. Well, thank you so much for coming and for sharing with us. And we're just praying that each and every one would be blessed. Well, I hope that you have been encouraged and enlightened. Stay tuned for a snippet of an upcoming episode. Are those who die in the Lord from now on, or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand, must drink the wine of God's anger. In this interview, it was revealed that um, the microchip was introduced to humans. You know, we've been hearing for years now that they've been microchipping people's pets, dogs and cats, you know. But now uh, a company... Well, I'll see you next Saturday right here at 3 p.m. As we dive into Get Ready, Be Ready. See you next time on Tea Time with Marcella.